Jeannie, would you mind coming up with us? I'll just say a few things before we uh, get started here tonight. Um, I was watching, so this, this kind of Bible study technique is very, 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 very simple. And so it's called Discovery Bible Study. And I was watching videos on it today just to see what was out there um, on YouTube. And so most of the videos talked about discipleship. And so just to put it very, very simply to you all, Somewhere along the way, we went from, you know, the disciples discipling other people, discipling other people, um, to just going to church. And so somewhere along the way, the primary mission of the Christian has gone from making disciples to attending church. Mm -hmm. And so how do we make disciples? Well, we do it the exact same way that the disciples of Jesus did it. So what did they have? Well, the disciples of Jesus really had two things. They had time spent with Jesus and willingness. That's really what they had. They weren't special in any other way other than that. And so this is simply our way of making disciples in 2018. So I pray and I hope, and Chris and I have been talking, that this isn't just kind of like the Johnny Carson show, right. like where you guys watch us and, and just like, oh, that was kind of a cool different evening. I pray more than anything that you see this tonight and you're like, man, that is so simple. I can do that. I can do that. That's what I hope that you walk away with. And so we pray that you have people in your life, friends maybe that aren't Christian, that this is designed to have Christians and non-Christians alike coming together, or um, just people who maybe are Christians that you want to disciple. Maybe they go to church, you want to disciple them more. So I pray that you have people in your homes. I pray that you meet with people at Village Inn or whatever it is um, to do this. So I'm going to jump right into this. I think Chris gave you a, a bookmark. Um, but pretty much everything that I say is intentional during this. And so it's very simple, but it is intentional. So, um, well, welcome, okay. everybody. We're glad that you're here. Um, what are you guys thankful for this week, just out of curiosity? Mothers. Mothers? Children. Um. I'm thankful we moved Wyatt into his apartment in Branson, and uh, he's off on a new adventure. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, that's awesome. It was God-blessed. Cool. Yeah, I'm thankful I got to go, and my wife surprised me with a trip to Washington, D.C. last week, so it was amazing seeing all the monuments, the museums, like the Smithsonian was, or I guess all the Smithsonians were incredible, and uh, man, I've always wanted to go there, so I'm really, really thankful that I got to go this week and experience that part of our culture. So, Is that your first time there? Yeah, cool. it was. I've always Very wanted good. to go. And it's, the city itself was awesome, too. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of graduations this week. I'll be a part of three graduation ceremonies. So oh, that's, that's awesome. That's a lot. Wow. To, you know, a lot of stuff going on for a lot of families yeah. and, and a lot of uh, celebrations. Yeah. Was well, there anything that you guys are, are struggling with this week that maybe this group can help you with or pray for? Um, anything like that? We have three celebrations to go on that I have to be a part of and I have to behave and all of that. So a lot of, a lot of schedules to be mindful yeah. of. Yeah. She's a step ahead of you. She, she's <laughs> sharing her prayer request. <laughs> hey, student. Anything for you guys? Um, oh, my. Not anything specific. If you're going to do prayer requests, it's not a big deal, but my back is sore and tight the mm-hmm. last couple of days, which is unusual and often turns into something not so pleasant for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that is a big deal when it's your back. <laughs> we need a lot of people to get out and vote. Yeah. 
Um, keep me in mind, my family on Thursday, my uh, father's going to have the heart cath procedure. We're hopeful that this makes him feel a lot better and gives him his energy back and he's able to do more. Um, he's not anxious. We're, we're not really that anxious, but we're hopeful that this could be renewed health. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. For me, it's just, uh, it sounds strange, but when I go on vacation, I feel like work stacks up. So uh, that has me a little bit stressed out this week, just feeling like I needed to get some stuff done that I was in Washington, D.C. not doing. <laughs> so that, for me, is the only stressful thing. So let's, let's jump into tonight's uh, text. If y'all turn to Matthew 20, we're going to read something called the parable of the workers. So we're going to read Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. You all there? Yes. Okay. Uh, can I get maybe just a volunteer to read this aloud for us? Yeah, I will. And uh, the rest of us can follow along. Okay. Now I'm reading from New Living Translation. Okay. Um, 1 through 16, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. At 9 o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at 3 o'clock, he did the same thing. At 5 o'clock that afternoon, he was in the town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? They replied, because no one has hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. That evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. And when those hired at 5 o'clock were paid, each received a full day's wage. When those hired first came to get their pay... They assumed they would receive more, but they too were paid a day's wage. And when they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Those people worked only one hour, and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. And he answered one of them, Friend, I haven't been unfair. Didn't you agree to work all day for the usual wage? Take your money and go. I wanted to pay this last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my own money? Should you be jealous because I'm kind to others? So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. Thank you, Chris. I really appreciate that. Um, can maybe one of y'all read the story again? Would y'all mind doing that? Okay. Yeah, I'll be happy to. Okay, Jim. And then the rest of us are just going to close our Bibles. We're going to listen to Jim read it. And so if you don't mind closing. This is from the ESV. For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And to them he said, You go into the vineyard too, and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went, going out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour, he did the same. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing, and he said to them, Why do you stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one's hired us. He said to them, You go into the vineyard too. 
And when the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, Call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last up to the first. And when those hired about the eleventh hour came, each of them received a denarius. Now, when those hired first came, they thought, well, they would receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last were only one hour, and you've made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to one of them, Friend, I'm doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to this last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first and the first last. Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. So now that we've read the story two times, um, would one of y'all mind kind of retelling the story in your own words? And don't worry, this may seem a little bit nerve-wracking, but um, if you forget a part, we'll help fill in as a group. So would somebody mind retelling the story in their own words? Well, I heard an um, age-old labor dispute between the, <laughs> between the, uh, the owner and the, uh, the laborers who didn't, uh, didn't feel like they got a fair shake. Mm-hmm. You know, some people worked all day long and, and got paid a, what they were originally thought was a fair wage, but then others that didn't work as long and got paid the same amount and, yeah. and uh, felt, felt like the original ones thought they got cheated then. Yeah, absolutely. Anything that you guys would add to that? Uh, at the end, the, the first workers who are complaining, the master says, why is it wrong for me to pay what I agreed to to you and pay them whatever I want? Is it wrong for me to be generous? Yeah. I feel like that about sums it up, everybody. Say what? Is that about sum it up? I mean, there's nothing else we need to add? Yeah, there's definitely, if you look at the details, there's nuance in there. I don't remember all the nuance. But <laughs> yeah. as the second reading, I picked up on some of the nuance okay. that I missed on the first reading. Yeah. Maybe because I was reading it or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, Jeannie, for retelling that. That was really good. I don't know which one of us is. sure. Do we need to do anything about that or are we? Probably just where we're sitting. I think it's okay. all right. Yeah, he's got it. He's got it. So um, let's make some observations about what we read now. So I'm going to ask just a couple of questions, and any and all of us can answer. Um, so after reading this story, what does a story teach us about God? He's generous. He's generous. Generous. And he expects an accepting humility and grateful spirit for what he gives. Yeah. No matter, you're not earning anything. Mm-hmm. Now, the first ones felt like they earned, and the last ones didn't. But somehow or another, God says, I'm going to do what I'm going to do for folks. Yeah. God seeks laborers. Mm, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. I was going to 
say that. That's good. Yeah, that's all I was going to say is it seems like God wants a lot of people working in the fields. He's going out hiring people all day long. Mm-hmm. What about, what, what does this story teach us about people? I think Jim already hit on a little bit. <laughs> For me, I think it's yeah. feel a little bit entitled. You know, that when we work hard, we want to see um, equal pay to equal work and fairness, maybe. I think we learn at at an early age that we want justice in life. Yeah, yeah, that's a good word. Justice. The way I heard it, it was was like um, we're always concerned about what other people are doing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, why do they get the same that I got when I worked all day? Yeah. So what does this story teach us about our relationship with God? He'll be good to us. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And it may seem like a wage, but it never will be. (laughs) He gave us the job and a job with blessings. He worked it out between me and him. What does it matter what anybody else thinks? Yeah. Yeah. And definitely God doesn't think the way that my neighbor thinks. Maybe not the way that my parents think. So maybe God thinks in godly ways. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit well, different. Yeah. Yeah. And he told me what I would get if I went to work for him. I mean, he said, look, you come work. Here's what you get. That's the agreement. I agreed to it. I accepted it. Why do I think it should be any different? Yeah. If I trusted in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if this is if this passage is true, how does it change your view of God? How does it change what now? If this is true, if this is the way that God is, how does it change your view of God? Oh, my view of God. The rational view of God? Not at all. Okay. What do you mean by that? At the same time, I can see that the the people that were offended (laughs) by those that only worked an hour or so getting the same that they did, I mean, that's, what do we say? That's human nature. And somehow or other, God's going to have to, he's going to say, get over it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you just, and that's uh, because in reality, by virtue of the investment that some put into service in the kingdom, it is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And there will be, and we know this, those who come late, you know, we say late to the game, but yeah. uh, late, late to God's kingdom, and God blesses. Blesses everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What's the question again? Uh, yeah. Just if this story's true, has it changed your view of God? Has it changed our view about God? Mm-hmm. I'm chewing on that. His grace is bigger 
than we can imagine. <laughs> he wants to be the gracious God that is is bigger than I can grasp. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That that yeah. helped me. That was that was the words I was looking for. Is that he? I guess what it's doing for me is I'm hearing. Why am I so concerned about brokering deals between God and other people? He's, he's going to take care of it. He's already taken care of it. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's, he wants people working, and he's going to be fair. He's going to be fair. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be fair and gracious. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, what is, uh, if this passage is true, how does it change your view of yourself? Or does it? I'm going to be content with what God has promised me. He, he, you know, he hasn't kept anything from me. Yeah. He's, he's told me how to, you know, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. I'm going to be content with that and find joy in that. Uh, no, I think it... <clears throat> it makes me realize how much I need to continue to submit my humanness um, to the truth of the kingdom mm. and to not be offended by perceived injustice yeah. in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Deborah Wells <laughs> knows a tendency to expect justice and fairness. Uh, particularly people toward other people. Uh, it's, it's a different issue for God because anything he does is going to be more than fair because we gave up. We, we gave up our relationship to him through sin and he's done everything to restore it. And so, yeah. I think I spend a whole lot of time and energy comparing myself to others. That's wasted. Yeah. But I don't need to be worried about that. I just need to be concerned more about my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be very, very similar to like what you have said so far. It seems like an injustice to me almost, like this incredible payment for such a small amount of work or late to the game, like you said. And uh, I got to realize that, you know, if I'm one of the workers, I'm getting paid too. So, I mean, that's a pretty kind of a scandalous grace or scandalous payment, really. It's pretty interesting. Um, so what about other people? Does this change your view of other people at all? Well, I hope the ones that came out smelling like a rose <laughs> were happy about it. Yeah. And also, I guess... Um, it it helps you think about how petty mm -hmm. I could be if I'd have been one that had labored all day long. I had, I would have to say my natural inclination would be to grumble, mm -hmm. and uh, and I I don't want to be a grumbler. He doesn't want us to be a grumbler, yeah. but that's that's what I would naturally gravitate toward. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not sure if, if this is something that we should be focusing on, but the scripture doesn't seem to focus on the harvest. It's focusing on the people that did the harvesting, and maybe we need to be more focused on did the harvest get completed. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe as people we need to be focusing on the harvest instead of the other people around us. Hmm. And uh, No, that didn't come out right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going yes. with it. Okay, yeah. You know, we're, the master has a job that needs to be done, yeah. and maybe we need to focus on the job instead of focusing mm-hmm. on what the other people are doing. Just focus on, on the task. Yeah. What we're getting paid. Yes. Work on Instead of the, yeah. Like that. Yeah, now, the question is, uh, what about other people? It, it, Just if this story's true, does it change your view of other people? No, I'm going to be honest. I don't think it changes my view. Okay. I don't think it changes my view about other people. It opens up a new understanding and a new relationship with God every time I hear this word. But with other people, they kind of play their part. I mean, you got some people who are, they're not working. You got some people who are complaining. So it's pretty much kind of what I've experienced. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate yeah. your honesty. Yeah. All right. So to kind of conclude our time, I saw just a couple more questions. And this one is going to be an action step. So after reading the story today, um, I want us all to come up with an I will statement for this week. So if this story is true, then I will fill in the blank. So what do y'all think there? Not worry so much about the other person and how they're blessed or not. Hmm. Yeah. So this week you're going to focus on not worrying? Not grumbling about <laughs> perceived injustice. Mm-hmm. I'll go for me. I think um, this week I will spend some time in prayer thanking God for his grace um, because what I perceive there is injustice is what actually uh, is getting me paid or saved. I'm going to use that. So I'll spend some time in prayer this week. Yeah. You took mine. I will. uh, Yeah. But that's no, that that fits with something else I was thinking this morning is. so if this is true, I will take time each day this week, I will take time each day this week being thankful for the relationship that I have with God. Mm. Yeah. Make it real. Yeah. I like those answers. <laughs> How about I will labor in the kingdom? Mm. I like that. Okay, so last, last question I have. Um, who can you share this with this week? So after reading this story, kind of coming to some of the conclusions that we did, um, who in your life can you share this this week with? Well, well I've already shared it with all these people. <laughs> Check mark. <laughs> job, job done. Stop there. <laughs> I'm going to share it with my family. Uh, I am going to uh, share it with with Karen. I'm going to share it with um, uh, I'm going to share it with another group that I meet with each week, and um, and and yeah, it's um, and then I don't know the others. I mean, maybe maybe this maybe God gave me this verse today because there's an opportunity ahead of me this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes open. 
Well, this is actually the, the text that we used Wednesday night in our ladies' Bible class. <laughs> Double dipping this week, huh? <laughs> that, you, that you did use or we you're going use, to use? Yes. We yes. didn't know so, that. We did not. So I had some answers already for you. So <laughs> you tell you what next week's is? She's a plant. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. God is treating the working class workers uh, uh, and the uh, master is treating these last workers as consultants. They're coming in at the last minute and getting all this money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. <laughs> I have um, a next-door neighbor that I've been thinking about for since we moved in about a year ago, so I would love to um, share this passage with her. I honestly don't know if she's Christian or not, um, but I feel like I would love to have her and her husband over for dinner. Uh, she recently got married, and, uh, man, I would love to start a study like this with them, and then we have some other next-door neighbors. I think it would be great, so... Is this the kind of scripture you would turn to first, or would you go somewhere else? Um, I may do something else. I'm not sure. I hadn't thought completely about that, but um, I think just starting somewhere. So I don't know. That's a good question. Anyone else have anyone that they want to share with? Yeah, I um, have some coworkers that... Um, I don't know that it'll be today, tomorrow. Well, it won't be tomorrow. I, I next work on Tuesday. <laughs> but there certainly are opportunities in that context, even with some who are not spiritual, to uh, kind of observe the principles and just share some things if, mm-hmm. if the pace slows down enough to do so. Um, my world is work and home in here. Um, Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So maybe some coworkers. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for sharing and also participating in this, Chris. I don't know if you have some things, but that pretty much concludes the okay. uh, very simple format. So, oh, that was that was neat. That was really <laughs> neat. Jim, Jeannie, I want to thank you for being a part of this. We asked you right here at the last moment, but that was good. Yeah, thank you all so of much. Unpredictability. That was good. So, um. Folks, we hope that what you see from that is, is that it, it, and here's the deal. Let me ask you, I want to, can I quiz you just a few minutes there, Cade, real quick? Absolutely. Okay, so what were some of the intentional steps that you used as you were taking us through that? Yeah, so essentially the, the whole underlying principle is that everyone's on the same playing field. Yeah. And so, um, you know, yeah. if someone started quoting something from Genesis. I was, I was almost going to do that. I was almost going to do yeah. that just because I know about that. And mm-hmm. So do you all understand what he's saying? It's, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. So very simply, like, if you brought in knowledge from outside this text, like if you said, well, we know from the book of John, I would probably have stopped them very politely and said, like, well, let's just focus on the text today. If we're just reading this text, what does it tell us about God? We don't need to know about Genesis or John or whatever else or, you know, another author that you've read. Based on the text today, what is this, like, what are we trying to learn about God? And why is that an important principle? I mean, my goodness, you know, I paid all this money to go to school and everything. Why shouldn't I just start out and say, 
Well, now, you know, Kay, Burton Kaufman in his commentary says <laughs> on this that the third hour, you know, and then, and, and maybe I even want to ask that question because I know that, you know, maybe somebody else in the group, I just kind of want to stir them up. I mean, why shouldn't I do that if I have that knowledge? Um, because it, it makes someone, it, it inadvertently makes you seem uh, maybe like a know-it-all for one, but yeah. also um, it it. If I'm a new Christian, I don't even know where the book of Matthew is located in, in the New Testament. Then that's like, oh, well, Chris is a Christian. I need to stay silent and don't answer these questions because he's going to answer them all. He's got the right opinions. He's got the right ideas. He's way more learned and well-read on this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to shut down if I'm non-Christian Cade coming into this group. And the goal is not to flex your biblical knowledge on somebody. It's to get a group participation. And thank you all so much for answering all the questions. But it's to get everyone engaged, everyone talking, and simply looking at the text and saying, well, it looks like God's going to pay all his workers. Yeah. You know? And so that's what you want. It's not to quote the commentary that you right. love so much and you really like the guy's ideas. That's yeah. not what this is about. There's another place for that type of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I... I I hope what y'all see here, and this is the first time I've actually done this in a setting like this. We did it at the men's retreat. But part of it was I was set up, and I was thinking, okay, we're presenting to you. We have to show you what this is like. We have to do our, you know, service. Cade started us out thinking that we've got to have this. And there was a moment where I thought, okay, I'll throw in some of that just to kind of keep things stirred up Mm -hmm. and pretend that there's not a fourth wall. But some of the things that both of you said when I was listening to it and I was like, wait, I want to hear more about that. I want to hear, I think our commitment to the process mm-hmm. because I was enlightened by knowing what you heard and what you heard and how much that was like what I heard. I was serious when I said, this hasn't changed the way I felt about people. I thought I just need to own that. Mm-hmm. It didn't. Now it doesn't mean I'm right or wrong, but that's not the issue. Right. So yeah. it was a genuine thought, a genuine feeling, yeah. which is what we're going yeah. for. That's what but, we want. I benefited from listening to the honesty that the three of you had in this. And I really do thank you two for being a part of this. Yeah, there's one other thing that I would mention is um, I am a facilitator, not a leader. Yeah. And there's a big difference there. So you you didn't hear me quoting something from John or from the commentary that I read. Um, I did make some opening remarks, but when the time of study started... I was just another participant. I just happened to be leading people into the next questions, the next kind of discussion. And so as a leader, I helped facilitate but also answered. I think there's, you know, if if you have done some leading, there's um, kind of the temptation of playing the leader and not actually answering anything, like not getting real myself but just leading. And so if you are the leader, you're not a leader. You're just a facilitator. So ideally, um, you know, next week, if Chris could do it, Chris would do it. Okay, so within a certain group, you could rotate facilitators. Is that how you're doing it on Wednesday night? Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, so if, if you're interested in the women's study, they're doing this. What's the text for this Wednesday? It's the teachings of Jesus, isn't it? Yeah. And it? And it really doesn't matter. You just show up, and whatever it is, you're going to get, it's kind of like Scripture potluck. You're going to mm-hmm. get something good out of it, and that's exactly, mm-hmm. I told Cade earlier today, I said, you pick the text. Mm-hmm. And it really doesn't matter because it's the Word of God. You're going to get something. 
Uh, thank you, Cade. Thank you yes. for facilitating this. Thank you, both of you, for joining us in this. I really appreciate your willingness. I know it's a big step not only to, you know, to participate cold like this, but you have to sit up here in front of all these people and, <laughs> and be the, you know, the, the, uh, the puppy in the window. And so, uh, yeah, thank you. I pre- I'm going to let y'all, I'm going to free you, release you from your service, and go get paid your <laughs> denarius. And, uh, yeah, thank you. I, I hope you are encouraged by this. We'll do this again next week, right? Yeah. We're going to do this again next week. And if, if two others want to be involved or, you know, let me know if you have an interest in being a part of this. I know that some people would be terrified sitting up here in front of everybody. But if, if you want to get over that, that's fine. Uh, you know, in fact, there was a preacher story I was wanting to tell on that text, but I resisted it. That's probably a good idea, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. good idea. Because I would have started pontificating. Yeah, well, that's for another time. Um, <laughs> Right now, Blake's going to lead us in uh, one more song, and then uh, if you need to partake of communion, you can go back there and do that now, and, um, and then um, we'll be dismissed in, in prayer after that song. Blake? Stand and sing, stand and sing number 916.